Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 260 of our trek and yesterday we explored the trails of what it really means to be rich and happy. The majority of that story was from a blog post written by Jeff Hayden. Today we will consider a story adapted from an article I read from Christine Brown called The Three Ways to Accept Criticism with Grace. If you do miss any of the Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the Daily Journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. As mentioned previously, we will be in Arizona for four days, so I'm recording some of the additional podcasts ahead of time while we will be away. These days may be somewhat shorter and we'll take quick daily treks on some short trails. So let's head out on our trail for today and learn three ways to accept criticism with grace. And the story goes like this. The heart filled my cheeks as he spoke. His words pressed harder and harder until my heart felt trapped beneath them. What had I done to deserve such criticism? I sat in silent astonishment without a clue on how to respond. I just wanted the conversation to be over. We have all had these experiences at times when a friend, co-worker, or relative offered harsh judgments. But there are also times when the words spoken, though hurtful at first, are exactly what we need to hear. So how do you discern between the two? How do you know if the person is giving you constructive feedback or condemning your actions? Let's look at one reference from Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. But when Peter came to Antioch, I had to oppose him to his face, for what he did was very wrong. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers, who were not circumcised. But afterwards, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of the criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. In Paul's instruction to the Galatian church, he tells about the time he corrected Peter. Paul noticed Peter acting one way around the Jews and another way when he was only with the Gentiles. I can imagine how difficult it was for Paul to address this matter with Peter. After all, Peter was one of the twelve disciples. He was one of Jesus' closest friends. He was a bold proclaimer of the gospel before Paul even became a believer. Yet Paul followed God's instruction and tackled this difficult topic with Peter. So how do we handle the situations when they come up? Paul's story gives us some valuable insight into the often uncomfortable moments. The following three tips will help you determine a course of action when somebody we know offers opinions that we don't really want to hear. First of all, listen up and listen well. I was stunned that day by the unexpected turn in the conversation with my friend. For that reason, I missed part of what he had said. Certain phrases stood out louder than the rest. You hold on to control. Let the other people help. More communication. I focused on the negative and blocked out almost everything else. So often we miss the message in its entirety because we don't hear everything. As this discussion begins, let's determine to focus our attention. Ask questions create an open dialogue, and keep the exchange going. Above all, we must resist getting defensive. Like Peter, God uses people of faith to teach us valuable lessons. But we could miss the opportunity if we don't listen. The second point is to consider the source. After the exchange, let's ask ourselves these questions. Is he or she coming at me with her concern for the right reasons? Is he or she someone I trust to give wise counsel? If the answer to these two questions is yes, then we should allow our hearts to be open to their words. Paul demonstrated his leadership ability and his devotion to God's call on his life through the years of commitment to ministry. No doubt he was somebody Peter could trust. Peter knew Paul, 
and he knew that the Holy Spirit guided Paul's heart and actions. For this reason, Peter could accept Paul's concern with confidence. And the third point, be receptive and appreciative. As family members, work associates, or ministry co-laborers, we need to understand that we are working toward a common purpose. Especially if they are fellow Christ followers, we must remain united with other believers. Whatever actions you decide to take or not take, reassure the person that confronted you. Renew your commitment to a common goal, and let him or her know that you do appreciate them. Gratitude eases tension and builds relationships. We should not let our pride control our thoughts and actions. There have been times in our marriage where Paula had to confront me on issues. Let's face it, confrontation creates discomfort. Although internally I would feel resistance rising, I knew if it was a concern to her that it would be best for me to listen and to check my heart. Usually it was something that I was oblivious to, and making only minor changes as needed would diffuse the situation. Even if I did not think it was justified, I became a better husband through it. Paula risked hurting my feelings to bring about change that would ultimately improve our relationship. She has become a trusted voice and the gentle admonisher throughout our marriage. After taking these matters to God in prayer, I resolved to work toward bettering myself as a husband and a listener. We can find wisdom in God's exchange with Peter today. Criticism can hurt if we allow ourselves to be offended, but we can grow in Christ by making the most of it. Paul and Peter worked through the many obstacles in ministry, and we can too. Sometimes submitting to God's plan means daring to listen. So let's endeavor to accept criticism with grace. Tomorrow we will be back on the trail to explore another short story. So encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our podcast for today. As you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I encourage you to help us promote Wisdom Trek in the following four ways. First, leave us feedback about the podcast at wisdom-trek.com so that we can continually improve. Second, on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so that the podcast will be downloaded to you automatically each day. On your computer, or if you have an iPhone or iPad, leave us a rating and review at iTunes. This will help to spread the word about Wisdom Trek so that others can join us. And fourth, most importantly, please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them, and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.